internet listeners this is mr announcer with the complacence podcast the complacence originally aired from september 1995 to june 1996 live on wnur fm evanston illinois this week on the complacence adrian creamsicle is forced to make the supreme sacrifice selling the band's songs as advertising jingles also swami salami's minions are creating havoc for the major league super crime busters two notes on this episode I was absent from the show for personal announcer-related reasons, but Hugh Jasper of Radio's Sucks Tear Asmar ably filled in for me. And this episode was broadcast during WNUR's annual Phonathon Pledge Drive, so there are references made to donating money to the radio station. While you're welcome to do so, this podcast is not affiliated with WNUR and is a free service. The next voice you hear is coming to you from March 2nd, 1996. And I'll share them with you. But now let's share some phonathon information here at the WNUR Phonathon Studios. Over to you, Hugh. Thank you very much, Fig. Well, at the top of the hour, I said Freeform has a total of $80, and now that total has risen to $80. That's right, it's still the same damn total. So please call in, call often. And donate generously. That number is 847-491-WNUR. That's 847-491-9687. Maybe I forgot to mention some of the perks you can get by donating to WNUR. For a $20 pledge, you can get a tape of a live fish show from New York City. Also for $20, you can get a Halloween fish show right from right here in Chicago. For a $15 pledge, you can get a demo tape from the band Happy Panic. For another $15 pledge, you can get a CD grab bag containing three CDs of WNUR's choice. For $20, you can get a script, cassette, etc. From this very show, The Complacence, coming up. Hey, I hear they're good. I've heard that same thing, too. And for a $25 pledge, you can get an authentic WNUR Linda Berry t-shirt, a t-shirt drawn by Chicago artist Linda Berry. And the highest bidder for Freeform will get an official WNUR bowling shirt. Impress your friends. Impress your family. If you don't have any friends, get some and impress them with the WNR bowling shirt. Well, uh, that's about it here. Nothing new besides the fact that the uh, volunteers accepting your phone calls are starting to call themselves out of complete boredom. So please, give them something to do and call in. That number is 847-491-WNUR. That's all from Phonathon Central. Back to you, Fig. Thanks. And now here's some more music, but right after that is some complacence coming up. So stay tuned. A candy-colored clown they call a Sandman Tiptoes to my... And now it's time for The Complacence. I'm so sick of hearing that piece of crap all over the airwaves. Those dirty finks in Taekwondo don't. They just burned me up. Yeah, the way they stole our song Virginia and made it the biggest hit of the year. No, moron. We wanted them to steal that song. It was supposed to be a huge failure. And it should have been. That song's a real stinker. 
I feel the sudden success of Taekwondo is merely a reflection on the disintegrating critical taste of the consumer masses. True art can only exist in the underground, where it can go unmolested by the groping hand of the all-corrupting dollar. Well, that may be, but I'm not in much of a mood to produce music if I'm behooved to eschew moolah. The hard fact is, Gunner, that recording is hard work and expensive business. But that's just it. It shouldn't be a business. Hey there, boys. Hey there, Mr. Creamsicle Manager, sir. What's all the arguing about? It's not really an argument, Mr. Creamsicle. Johnny was saying that sometimes quality entertainment costs money to produce, while Gunner was saying that a commercial system of distribution and consumption tends to compromise artistic expression. Well, it sounds like they were in a disagreement to me. Not at all. Johnny and Gunner are both arguing for the same thing, public-supported programming. That's right. Public-supported broadcasting offers you quality programming that can't be found on commercial stations. So please do your part to support WNUR Public Radio. Public broadcasting? Big, everyone knows that's just for old people and intellectuals and stupid little kids. Speaking of which, is that baby I smell? Hey, yeah, I smell baby too. Why would that be? Ding dong! I don't know, but there's somebody at the door. Hello, Complacence Music Incorporated. Oh, no! What? Aren't you happy to see the mother of my child? Brady, you're nothing of the kind. I'm the mother of that child and the father. It's my baby. Mine, 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 mine. Well, mine. since you're so attached to the little nipper, then you can watch him for the day. What? No, no, I, uh, I'm, I'm too busy today. I can't. Well, I'm busy, too. I've got an appointment. I've got an appointment, too. Uh, besides, I'm not a woman anymore. I don't know nothing about babysitting no babies. It's not babysitting if it's your own child. Now there, take this baby. See, he doesn't, he doesn't even like me. Aw, oh, it's so cute. What's his name? Um, um, I, I forget. You forget? Well, I, I keep forgetting. Last time I remembered it, but I wrote it on the baby's diaper, and then it pooped on the name. Why didn't you write the name on the outside of the diaper? I did, but the poop came through the hole. Look, look, Franny, you just can't come in here and, and dump this <clears throat> little bundle of joy on such short notice. Why can't you take the kid to your appointment with you? Now, Adrian, what kind of mother would I be if I took my baby along to my abortion? You're a bore, a bore. I mean, I wouldn't want me to get. I wouldn't want me to set a bad example. Uh, look, I'll take care of the baby. You just go. Get out of here. Okay, I'll be by later to pick it up. Bye bye. Jeez, creamy. You actually did it with her. I don't know. My memory of the event is kind of fuzzy. I, I think we did it while our, our heads were detached. Anyway, could one of you guys take this thing? No way, mister. Ain't no way I'm touching one of them babies. Besides, I think I'm allergic. No, no, Johnny, come back. Gunner? Sorry, Creamy. I'm afraid those virgin ears will needlessly restrict my modes of expression. I wouldn't count on those virgin ears. This kid's been raised by Franny. Oh, well, how about you? I want the baby. I want the baby. Fred? Where's Fred? Fred, I've got something for you, too. Fred's gone. What? Where did he go? To the New Jersey of my soul. Oh, really? Well, if the New Jersey of your soul is anything like the Birmingham of your brain, then I'll have no problem getting a room. Huh? <clears throat> just just what is it with you kids that makes you think you can just run off pell-mell anytime you want to? I don't know, but can I watch your baby? You're the least responsible of them all. Big, just since you've been the complacent, how many goldfish have you gone through? Eleven. And how many guinea pigs? Four. And gerbils? Seventy-two. But only because I didn't use enough toilet paper. Now, Fig, see how you can't even take care of your pets? 
What makes you think I'd let you watch this baby? Well, the baby's bones are bigger, so it'd be less likely to break. What do you know? This baby's bones must be four times as thick as a guinea pig's and two times ten to the fourth times bigger than goldfish's. All right, Fig, I'll let you watch the baby, but you owe me one. Oh, goody, okay. But hey, Mr. Keemsicle, where are you going anyway? Um, uh, <clears throat> I'm just going out. Uh, just out. Oh, okay. Have fun playing with the baby. You bet. Bye-bye. Huh. A baby's not as fun as a goldfish. Man, oh man, oh man. Of all the days she had to come, it had to be today. It's not like this isn't going to be tough enough as it is, but I've got to do it. I've just got to. The boys in the band, they don't know it, but we're really strapped for cash. That new Taekwondo song has been knocking us off the charts. Well, now it's time for me to do what I've got to do and save this band. Hello, and welcome to Goldberg, Schwartz, Goldberg, Goldman, and Mussolini Advertising Firm. Do you have an appointment? Yes. Creamsicle. Adrian Creamsicle, manager of the complacents. Here to see the boss. The boss of the advertising firm. Big, can you get that darn baby to shut up? I'm trying. Yeah, shut him up. Shh. Shut up, baby. Shut up. Shut up, baby. Baby, shut up. Guys, guys, I don't think it's helping. Well, it can't hurt. If I scream loud enough, I won't be able to hear that damn baby crying. Now, Donna. Don't you be swearing around that baby. You can say that in front of a woman, and you can say damn and crap and hell and boobies and zounds in front of a woman. But in front of a baby, you can't say nothing. Uh, maybe if I give it Zerberts on its belly? Why not? Give it a try. Okay. Oh, uh, wait. Uh, Fig, that's not a Zerbert. It isn't? No, you, you got, um, Johnny Yishon. I don't know nothing about no Zerbert and no babies. Well then, oh, oh shucks, here goes. <laughs> I think it's crying harder now. Well, it's not my fault. I know, maybe it likes music. Yeah, why don't you soothe that baby with the angelic sounds of your auto harp? Okay, I'll just... Hey! What's wrong? My auto harp strings are missing. They are? Since when? I don't know. I thought they were right here. Never mind, let's just play a tape of our music. Yeah, we tend to go over well with little brats like this. Exactly. Always showing up at our concerts, asking all the tall people to put them up for body surfing. Shut up and let the baby hear the tape. Don't make me cry. Oh, why? 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 What the hell was going on there? Yeah, that wasn't my singing. I mean, most of it was, but that one little part wasn't. Guys, I'm sorry you had to hear that. Adrian Creamsicle, you better be able to explain this. Boys, boys, I'm sorry you had to fight out this way, but here's the hard, cold facts. We're out of money. Flat broke, or just strapped for cash? Well, as a matter of fact, we owe a substantial sum to Agnuar Duros and Flaming Highway Records. For what? <clears throat> Business expenditures. Oh, man. So, seeing that we were left in the midst of a financial crisis... I took it upon myself to look for alternative forms of income. You mean you sold us out? Now, Gunner, it's not selling out. You it's... sold us out to the corporation? You let them use our song for a commercial? Now, Gunner and Johnny and Fig, although not so much Fig, I thought you might get upset about this. But let me assure you, doing commercials is not selling out. Plenty of respectable artists have lent their talents to the challenging field of advertising. Black who? Like Frank Black. Thank you.
for the papyrus. opens up a whole new world of artistic possibilities to challenge even the most dignified and respected recording artists. Johnny, can I say bull in front of the baby? In this case, I'd say so. Adrian, that's a load of bull peanuts. And you know it. Yeah, I do know it. But guys, we really need this money. I was hoping you'd just go along with me for now and we could just do this one commercial until we get back on our feet. Mr. Creamsicle, I appreciate what you're trying to do, but my integrity's at stake here. I mean, everything I stand for as a writer and a performer is being compromised. I don't do this to sell jeans. I do it to get chicks. I think what Johnny's trying to say, Creamy, is that we'll just have to find another way. Speaking of finding a way, I think that baby was finally shut up. Guys, guys, come here quick. What's going on, Fig? I went to put the baby down in its crib, and the darndest thing happened. It started singing itself to sleep. Really? Let's listen in. Sometimes at midnight when I'm sleeping, my pee-pee snakes out of my pants. And that's when I have an accident. That's why I wear poop-proof diapers with a hole in the butt where the smell can get in and the mess can stay out. Poop-proof diapers, they're stuck on my life and my ovaries already have eggs. Wow. Are you thinking what I'm thinking? That it's not as good as the I can pull them up and on song? Fig, in the world of commercials, it doesn't have to be as good. It just has to be remembered. Kind of like the world of music. Uh, yeah, I guess. Say, when did Frannis say she was coming to pick up the baby? Um, I don't think she said. Then let's start exploiting us this little bundle of love money. Well, it seems the complacence have found their means of financial well-being. If only WNUR should be so fortunate. But you can help. Please send your donations. Call in to 847-491-WNUR. That's 847-491-WNUR. WNUR thanks you. And now it's time for the superheroic adventures of your favorite superhero, and mine too, the Curtain. When last we saw the Curtain, he was on the run from the fiendish Swami Salami and the even more fiendish Mrs. Hugglebum, his landlady. Meanwhile, the Curtain's friends in the Major League Super Crime Busters discussed ways in which they might be able to fight the bad guys. We now join the curtain as he stops at a phone booth to make an emergency call. Hello, WNUR? I would like to pledge $20. Yes, I would like as a premium the original signed Complacence script, complete with a cassette full of all original Complacence music. What? Yes, I'll hold. Meanwhile, at the fortress of the Major League Super Crime Busters... Attention, everyone! I would like to call this meeting to order right now. Major League Super Crime Busters, roll call. Mr. Shammy. Minnie Blind. Benevolent Girl. Super American. Meow, meow, meow. The Quantum Mechanic. And I'm Lady Victory. Where's announcerman? Oh, he's on a personal quest, Benevolent Girl. You see, his wife, announcer woman, ran off with Bizarro Announcerman. He had this theory that Bizarro Announcerman somehow transformed her into dark announcer woman. 
He's out looking for a way to reverse the darkifying process. Our super scientists have been working on that process for years. And I must say, reversing the darkifying process is as of yet well-nigh impossible. Anyway, he intends to reverse that process, win her back, and then rejoin the Major League's super crime busters all in the course of a week. That sounds pretty challenging, Lady Victory. Do you think he can do it? Not alone, Super American. He took his civilian announcer friend along to help him plan some announcing strategies. It's a battle only he can fight, I suppose. Yes, indeed, Mr. Shammy. Now, Minnie Blinds, I noticed that the curtain is still absent. Have you heard from him? Well, it's possible that he's tried to call, but every moment I've been home, I've spent on the phone pledging money to WNURFM, and we don't have call waiting. Well, keep us posted, Minnie Blinds. Major League Super Crime Busters. Commissioner Framistat. Are you all right? It's an emergency downtown, Lady Victory. Hooded, super-powered thugs are breaking into all the department stores and trying on all the clothing and all the perfume. They're setting fire to all the shopping bags, and they're stealing all the female mannequins. Think fast, everyone. What all-male villain teams do we know? The evil brotherhood of Fiend and Latter-day Anti-Heroes? Without Dr. Nightmare, that team is nothing. The barbershop butchers? Commissioner... Are the thugs carrying switchblade combs? Uh, no. The Legion of Crime? Meow, meow! Furry kitten's right, Super American. The Legion of Crime has seen a substantial decrease in female mannequin theft ever since Lather the Scrub Lady, Detachable Costume Girl, and Big Bresta joined their team. Then who is it? I think Chet the Man God, whom we are still holding prisoner, has something to say regarding this. I am Chet the Man-God. I have nothing to say. Freaks! Fools! Ha 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 ha! Just tired of talking to myself is all. Being trapped inside a guard-proof containment unit gets pretty boring after a while, if you know what I mean! Perhaps he had nothing to say. The Circle attacked us recently. What group did he run with? If I remember correctly, he was with the Geometric Sites. I thought they disbanded the geometrosities after the rhombus split into two equilateral triangles. They did. He's with another crowd now. Holy, Holy moly, moly. It's, it's a, a curtain. curtain. Yes, it's me, everyone. I have returned from the stinky depths of the criminal underworld. So, you were at your mother's house? Not quite, Debbie. I was abducted by the fiendish Swami Salami. Hey. That name sounds familiar. Maybe that's the villain who's here. Have any male mannequins been stolen, Commissioner? Uh, well, yes, one. Aha! So it's not an all-male group. Um, yes, sir. Point of order, Curtis. They could still all be males, but one of them might be gay. Commissioner, what was the male mannequin wearing? Let's see. It was wearing an Armani suit. Well, I know for a fact that gay supervillains absolutely despise Giorgio Armani. That mannequin was definitely taken by a woman. And I know who the evil supergroup is now. Who is it, Curtin? It's the terrible minions of Swami Salami. Never heard of them. There you go about uh, the Spondi Sarangi again. What's the roster of that team, Curtin? Well, there's Bizarro Monkey Boy. Blitzkrieg Man, Captain Killo, Seam Ripper, Bloody Murder, The Circle, Chet the Man God, and they're all led by Swami Salami. 
Stark Bucky used to be a member, but the Swami used his magical powers to accidentally undarkify him. So he's just Bucky now. He's back in my apartment. Undarkification? That is a something which I do not think I can believe. I must have the formula and market it. That seems to describe all of them, Curtin. But can I ask one thing? Yes, Commissioner Framistat. Why in holy hell haven't you people left yet to help us out downtown? Why did you just waste all that time deciding who the villains were? Uh, well, Commissioner, I... Get out here and help us. Or so help me, I'll... Well, I'll... what do you know? You're just a stupid baseball commissioner. And so the Major League Super Crime Busters race across town to do battle with Salt, Peppa, and the sinister DJ Spinderella. Oh, I'm sorry, wrong card. Meanwhile, at the classy uptown apartment of Curtis Hambones. I'm bored. Bored, bored, bored. Now that I'm just Bucky, and I'm not driven by any evil desires, I'm just as unmotivated and apathetic as any member of Generation X. At least, evil kept me off the couch. Say, one life to live is coming on. Well, since no one else is here, I'll get that, I guess. Oh, hello, Dr. Patriot. Doc Bucky, what are you doing here? What have you done with Curtis and his lovely Debbie? They're both at the Major League Super Crime Busters headquarters, I suppose. I have been freed from my demonic possession, and Curtis is letting me crash here for a while. Hey, why are you crying, Dr. Patriot? Kid, it's great to have you back fighting on the side of the angels again, but, but damn it, I've been kicked out of the Major League Super Crime Busters twice now. Once as Dr. Patriot, and once again as the Straight Edge 2. Gee, I I'm sorry, Doc. If you want, we could form a crime-fighting duo. A crime-fighting duo? Just like the old days? That would be fantastic. Dr. Patriot and Nurse Bucky! I think I might drop the nurse part, though. Meanwhile, over at a raging battle between the Major League Super Crime Busters and the terrible minions of Swami Salami... I knew I was a fool to trust you, bloody murderer! What are you talking about? You never trusted me. I knocked you out and kidnapped you before you had a chance to do anything. You're right. Why am I beating myself up over this? Let Bizarro Monkey Boy take care of that for you. I'll take that, Bizarro Monkey Boy. Ah, dirty scalding hot water. Owie. I got you covered, cousin. Thanks, Mr. Shammy. What can a little girl like you do to me, benevolent girl? I can permanently end the threat of your terrible existence, Captain Killo. And how can you do that? By simply activating my benevolence powers. Hey, stop it. Hey, I feel good. Hey, I'm starting to feel great. In fact, I feel fantastic. Woohoo! I'm on top of the world. Man, what a beautiful day. I'm rested, relaxed, and ready to enjoy my weekend. I think I'm going to call WNUR at 866-WNUR and pledge some money. And on top of everything, I'm having refreshing sensations in my mouth. I feel fantabulous. Not at all like killing somebody. Another villain taken care of. So, bloody murder, what did you do with Mrs. Hogglebum? Swami Salami is teaching her the finer points of magic, even as we speak. And this is a picture of you when you were a baby. Weren't you cute? Yes, I certainly was. But who's that baby? He's very cute, too. That was your brother, Chet. Now he grew up to be a very powerful man, a godlike entity. A man-god. But right now, he's in California, making movies, damn him. So, it's time to say goodbye, Curtin. Why? You don't have me to any sort of advantage. All I have to do is work my charm. You won't work anything except the rock piles, bitch. 
This one's for you, Curtis. Wow, Debbie. You not sure in the noggin with your blind ring. Well, I, I guess I was mad. We superheroes mustn't let ourselves be guided by our emotions, Debbie. Villains will exploit that as a weakness. Hey, look. Steam Ripper has torn off Lady Victory's costume. Hey, looking good, sweetums. Thirty years ain't aged your buttocks much at all. Not to worry. It's not my first battle without a costume. Why, back before I was Lady Victory, I was Victoria, nude championess. I remember being very angry when the state superhero laws required full coverage. Whoa, toots, look. The seam ripper, obviously attracted to your knockout bod, has passed out right here where we stand. Well, it's not the first time the sight of my naked flesh has been too much for a man to handle. This one's for the USA, you Nazi scum. But are you talking about your silly super-American? I, Blitzkrieg man, have no Nazi. I am a progressive liberal. I believe in peace between all religions and all nations. Now you will die! Not if the USA has anything to say about it. Meow! Oh, I have fallen. And I am too defeated to get up. Thanks for the assist, furry kitten. Meow! Is that it? Have we defeated all of them? It looks like it. Yeah, we sure left villains strewn about the joint, didn't we? Wait! I have to make a phone call to someone very important. To 866-WNUR to pledge money? Not this time, Debbie. Hello, Creamsicle Studios. I need to talk to Adrian Creamsicle. He's in a meeting right now. Can I take a message? Just tell him Swami Salami is in town and he's not going to take any prisoners. Ooh, this is sure exciting, isn't it, kids? Unfortunately, this is where the curtain comes to an end for today. Tune in next week when you will hear Adrian Creamsicle say... Ah! Oh, no! Swimmy Oh, my God! Journey with me now to the 1996 campaign headquarters of Rufus T. Blakewater, little-known Republican candidate for the presidency of the United States. Rufus is about to get some help in his ailing campaign from an unexpected ally. Garrett? I don't give a hoot and holy hell what that fella Pat says. He's a damn liberal anyway. I want to have the death penalty for all literate minorities in my platform. And I want to go to war with those Japanese slopes. And do you know what's the worst of all, Jerry? This poor, lazy underbelly of this country is having all kinds of weird, illegal sex. And who's foot in the middle? You and me. Yes, Big Ruff. I'll get right on it. Excuse me, Big Ruff. Uh, do you have a moment? Sure, sex packet. What can I do to you? For you? With you? Holy hell, look at those wild wilds. Come here, baby. Oh, Ruff, you crazy white male. Yeah, I haven't felt this young and frisky since my first wife had a full prefrontal lobotomy and was finally able to, uh, you uh, know. Uh, uh, Big Ruff, what I wanted to talk to you about was this new speechwriter you're going to hire. Here, you open my heavy panting. Wait, let me take off this hockey mask and leather muzzle. Ah, I can, I can really see you now, love ball. And you're pretty damn homely. Shoot, I was going to get used to this mask. What were you saying, pig face? Uh, the new speechwriter. You need one. Oh, yeah. Any ideas, ugly? Rufus, I'm insulted. No, honey, I was speaking to my Gila monster, Ugly, here. Any ideas, Ugly? What's that? Oh, come here, precious. It's okay. I know she smells funny, but sometimes women... Okay, come sit on my lap. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mmm. Big rough. Rufus, I thought maybe you could hire someone who could help you nail down the college vote, you know. Relate to the kids? I took a straw poll, and apparently the most popular rockster with the college crowd today is a young man named Otto. They call him Evil Otto. He sings in a band called Taekwondo. Okay, ugly, I'm done. Sure, Donna, you just hire that fellow and get him to write me an ass-kicking stump speech for the California primary. Victory will be mine. 
Mine! Meanwhile, at Taekwondo Odiferous's refuge... Mine! That turd is all mine, Ridley. Don't even try to claim it as your feeble handiwork. Or rather, rectiwork. Look at the formation. The curvature. Could such beauteous excrement have emanated from the cursed bowels of a fourth-rate pooper like you? Shut up, Otto! Hey, you two. Otto's got a phone call. Yeah, he's right here, bitch. Hello. Welcome to my hell. I'm, uh, sorry, wrong number. Is, is this Otto, uh, Fleshman's, uh, household? Oh, yes. Otto speaking. Ah, this is, uh, Jerry Hound stooped over at the campaign headquarters of Rufus T. Blakewater. The American people's only salvation from the boiling waters of unholy Akron in 1996. I wonder if uh, you'd like to be Mr. Blakewater's speechwriter for his upcoming California primary run. Who is it, Otto? Your girlfriend? Otto's gonna get some junk tonight. Everything's gonna be all right. You can see the junk because the pants are too tight. Here's my junk. Wanna take? Shut up, fools! I think it's Satan. He wants me to be his speechwriter. Sometime later in the city backwater of Burbank. All right, send the kid in. Get your hands off me, slime. I've never seen any that big before. Yeah, nice earrings, a nice lady. Hey, baby. I said, hey, baby. Yes, baby, yes. Wah! Here he is, sir. He brought this riffraff with him. Silence, waif. These are my cohorts in evil. The lesser 75% of Taekwondo. Don't touch me, I said. Excellent, lassie. Leave the rider with me and take these fine young Americans out for some ice cream or some other junk. Junk, junk! Lunchbox. Hey, baby. Yes. All right. Follow me. <clears throat> so, kid. So, Toad. I like you. Are you really the devil? The devil? God? What's the real difference? Tell me what you know about my platform. Hmm. You're the only salvation for the American people from the boiling waters of Algernon. Very good. Are you familiar with my feelings on minorities? No. On Japan? On what? Excellent. What about on sex? On sex? What about wonderful, dirty sex? You're correct. It is dirty. But it's not wonderful, friend. It's Trey Alarman, in fact. That's the main reason, that's the main element of my platform, Otto. Eliminate all sex. But, but why? I've got my finger on the pulse of this great land, son. And the pulse is telling me in Morsey Morse code that people are fed up to the gills with crappy old abortion. How to eliminate abortion, then? I propose a three-part plan. Kill all the minorities. They have most of the abortions anyway. Kill all the sloping Japanese. They do all the illegal ones. And lastly, end sex welfare and protect our right as hardworking white heterosexuals to engage in normal, healthy, vaginal, procreational intercourse on, pre on an infrequent basis. There's just too much nastiness going on among the lazy underclasses these days. Weird stuff with Benoit balls and French ticklers and God knows what all. And there's only one way to stop it. No more Benoit balls. Otto, what this country needs is something to keep the lazy, the indignant masses from having the kind of disgusting recreational sex they crave. This country needs the sex tax. Later at the complacence hangout. Hey, turn on the radio. I is bored. Okay. And you'll listen to a message from the Vote Rufus for Doofus Campaign Fund. If Pat Buchanan and the liberals have their way, this is what our schools will sound like. Pat Buchanan says he supports the sex tax. 
But as governor of New York, Buchanan built up the nation's largest sex welfare bureaucracy. Buchanan didn't just allow poor blacks to have sex. He distributed condoms, lubricants, French ticklers, and Judy Bloom books in inner city schools. Decent, hardworking, married, white, heterosexual Christians like you and me have a right to sex. Millions of Americans died for that right. It's the way our forefathers intended it. But our forefathers never intended for inferior peoples to get in on the deal. As we speak, lazy Negroes, lazy Negroes are engaging in all sorts of sexual behavior. And who's footing the bill? You and me. We pay for their condoms, their sex education, even their homosexual propaganda on public television. When they get pregnant, we pay for their prenatal care. And then we got to feed their kids. And if they decide they don't want to have a kid, we pay for their baby killing. Any way you slice it, they're doing all the screwing, and we're the ones getting screwed. It's time they paid for their sins in cold hard cash. The sex tax will make sure the only people having sex are the folks paying for it. If you're getting off, you better get up and start working for a living. Vaginal, conjugal, respectable. Rufus T. Blakewater. The American people's only salvation from the boiling waters of unholy Acheron in 1996. Why does that song sound like the devil wrote it? Because, Fig, he did. <laughs> and that'll do it for this week's episode of The Complacements. Please stay tuned for another Freeform show. And make sure you tune in next week. Same complacence time, same WNUR station. And now, here's some Leonard Cohen for you all to enjoy. Or not enjoy, if you don't like Leonard Cohen. But anyway, here he is, Mr. Leonard Cohen. Mr. Leonard Cohen. Leonard Cohen. Right now. Right now. Right now. Come on, Mr. Cohen. Back now in the present, here's what's coming up on the next episode. It's the crossover you've been waiting for as the Complacents join forces with the Major League Super Crime Busters. Until next time, this has been the Complacents Podcast. This is Mr. Announcer, speaking.